1: Said I don't know what we're talking about, but let's fuck it. First off, can we just say your hair looks great? Oh, thanks. I'm actually going to, I got it blown out today because just for you, just so you could see I me on think, zoom like this, you know, Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. I really, I actually <laughs> expect that you put in a lot of effort for me because yep. the most I need it. And then <laughs> I just zoom.
1: do, I do the least. Could you so. imagine if we did videos of these, it would not be, I oh feel like, we, yeah, no, it would be too much work. We
0: have the video, like the
1: podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> we, have we, the
0: vi- we have the videos, but we would not share them. Like a lot of times I'll get out of the shower. And I don't know when I, my hair is wet. I look, I feel like I look 10 times uglier with like
1: wet. <laughs> I think everyone hair. does. Like you just get <laughs> blown
0: out. I don't, you know, in the movies, I feel like they just look so amazing, fresh out of the shower. Like their hair is wet and they look sexy. And I'm like, why do I just, just someone, look like styled like a, the hair? Yeah. Like, I look like styled a the slick hair. I look like a drowned
1: dog. No, you know what I'm doing? I am. I just got back from a business conference that I was attending, which as an attendee, which was actually really nice. Cause I've put on like three live events in the last five weeks. And yeah. so to be able to go and like be a sponge was really fun. Um, and, uh, everyone of course is talking about content and reels and things like that. And I have just made my peace with the fact that I probably, the idea of like keeping up with the trends and like the trending sounds and stuff feels like kind of exhausting to me. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I need to figure out a way that I could do reels. And I've been wanting to do video for a while anyway. And I was like, okay, well, you know, how can I do reels where it feels authentic to me? And so I think I'm going to do like Alex Hermosi style. So if you guys follow, um, yeah, Alex Hermosi, I think it's Hermosi on Instagram. The dude has blown up and he's like kind of a business guy. Anyway. Um, I'm not like, I don't like love his energy. He definitely has like a bro energy. So definitely like not s- super similar to me, but, um, he does these like 30 second, 60 second reels of just talking yep, and yeah. like a little fast sort of, you know, fast mm-hmm. tips about business. And I was like, this is something I I could do if I can get someone, um, like maybe Courtney, Hey Courtney, <laughs> um, <laughs> to maybe cut those videos, uh, kind of quickly and put some captions on them so that they're actually like, engaging to watch like that yeah. would be probably, I can't see myself like pointing at stuff and, Dance. I know offense to anyone yeah. who does. Like some people love that. Like I love dancing, but I love dancing at like you know a club, like like when no one can see me. But not like I'm just off brand for me. No, so I, love I am that. gonna record some today. That's why I got my hair blown out. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it.
0: I that's the thing with me with reels and TikToks. And I just am like, how do I make content that's just not cheesy content for the mm-hmm. sake of? I still think
1: you should like start a meme account. Like I still think that's your highest calling. <laughs> <laughs> is to just be a meme creator my
0: highest calling it because you is.
1: people don't know i mean maybe they do if they if they look at the memes on the best life uh instagram then they get a taste of your sense of humor but your <laughs> sense of humor is it's one beyond it's beyond and i feel like the world needs that i feel like you would definitely get a million followers overnight because you are know, the shock value I might, I might just do this. this <laughs> then you have to your face anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean your face is beautiful, but you don't have to like really be on social media. You can just hide behind a meme account. Uh, you know what I think I'm gonna do? Actually, actually, life. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you guys the the account that I own on Instagram, but it's not a fence or anything. But it is something that I um, it's a handle that I grabbed because I want it to be community page. It's going to be for women over 40. That will give you that little hint. But I feel like it would be a fun thing to do where people could submit their, Mm. you know, submit to be featured. And it would be like more of a community, like, you know, feature page. And I think that would be really fun that way. I don't have to fucking do it. Like I don't have to be a front and center and we can just highlight people doing really cool stuff over 40, but we'll see. That's still uh, on the back burner for now.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's all good (laughs) Tough. I, yeah. Reels are interesting. I see people making really great educational content. And even yep. that I'm like, I have no ideas right now. My brain is, my brain's been fried for quite a few months. I feel like it's, I'm finally coming back around. I was telling Jeff, I'm like, I feel like my, my nervous system is finally coming down for, from the last year, from 2021. Mm-hmm. It's not quite there yet, but it's like, I feel That's like nice. the, the big sigh coming out. Like, yeah, I mean, you
1: just had to stay home for three months. My God. And like sleep and get some puppy snugs and all the things. Baby girl's
0: getting so big. Oh, speaking of, I took her to daycare and it was really hard for me mostly. But I was going to, I wanted to ask you, I might as well ask you on the podcast. She was pissed. I think when I picked her up, she did not. It's so funny at the dog park. She loves it. She's crazy all over the dogs. When I went to pick her up from daycare, they go, Yeah, she's just a little shy. And I was like, Shy. She's like, Interesting. In, when I get to the dog park, she takes she, first off. First off, she starts now, she's pulling the whole time we walk there. She's like, Because li- she knows, like, like a husky pulling a sled. And I can't even get her on the ground before she's taking off and running around. So I was thinking she'll love doggy daycare. Well, I picked her up and she was just like, Why? like, eh, 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 eh. like, she was just so upset that I, w- I don't know if she was like mad at me, but then I was trying to, I was like, here, give me kisses. And she wouldn't even look me in the eye. She was like, I think she was pissed that I left her all day. She was mad at me. And I was, I was like, do you remember the first time you dropped off pip at doggy daycare? Uh-huh. Yep. But- was she just excited to see you and like happy to be yep. there? Or-
1: yep. <laughs> she is a simple dog. Let's just say that. She is very cute and, but she's, I don't think there's all that much going on upstairs, but she is no loyalties. She is very loves, like literally, I should go like live with the faggot dropper off at like a stranger's house right now. And like, yeah. and she would be fine. Like she wouldn't <laughs> even think of me ever again, but yeah, it's both, right? She's <laughs> excited to go somewhere new. And she's totally fine with strangers. And then she's super excited to see me again. And she doesn't, she's not like anxious or anything. Yeah. It's the opposite of anxious, but Risa you know was, what? Visa was upset. We'll get used to it. I mean, first of oh, all, your will. dog is so fucking smart though. Like she, she definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if she like knew she was giving you the cold shoulder.
0: Oh, I'm sure. She's definitely. <laughs> I was like, come here, give me kisses. And she was just like, Hmm no, you
1: just left she'll me all day. Used to it So then she'll it. be used to you coming to back where right? like she's needed to see you come back and get her and she'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Be but they safe. were obsessed. I picked one went to get her and they were like, we're so obsessed with her. She's so tiny. And all I keep saying is she's so huge. Cause she's grown so much, but mm-hmm. every, to everyone else, she's still really tiny. No, she is. She's tiny. So anyway, we have a, a DM from, and she said, I could say her name. I'll even read her DM, not your average dietitian, Caroline. Oh. Hi, Caroline. Shout out. She's an FBA. one of my students. Oh, love it. Well, Caroline wrote in, and I think this was fantastic. Jill and I don't really, uh, we're not experts in this, but I said let's just talk about it. So she wanted to do a kind of follow-up to the pandemic sex podcast, which we did have some people write in about their spicy stuff. I still need to put together this PDF that we talked about, (laughs) but she said how to proceed when I'm the spicier one in my relationship. I've asked my boyfriend to spice things up and he replies with, I think we switch things up a lot, which I'm sure this has happened to many of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not unsatisfied, but sometimes I hear people talking about spicy sex stuff. And I'm curious when I bring it up, I just get this kind of meh response. I feel like it'd be nice to have him be more open to it and even initiate those things. Cause I also have no idea what I'm doing with more spiciness either. <laughs> anyway, I thought other people might relate and I love hearing y'all talk about these things. So I hope this makes the cut. So it definitely made the cut and um, i can relate to this i feel like in my marriage i was good and i don't think i don't think um i don't think uh either one of us were like complaining about things being spicy or not spicy i know that he wanted me to like dress up sometimes which so i got married when i was in my 20s and i had probably been with just a handful of like i just had a handful of boyfriends before and so like i feel like when you're young you're just don't know, you just hook up and there's not, I wasn't thinking about toys. I wasn't thinking about dressing up. I didn't know anything about BDSM or kinks or anything. Like I knew nothing about, I knew nothing about nothing. And also I never really watched porn and the internet was newer. So that porn wasn't so readily accessible either. So I think sometimes, you know, depending on how many partners you've had, how many relationships you've had and how old or young you are that maybe you don't even know what's available because she said I have no idea what I'm doing either. I think sometimes you just don't. You're like you don't know until somebody comes along and I'm just going to share this kind of crazy story. Um so after I was divorced, I got on Tinder and Bumble and was just swiping and dating. And, um, I don't know. I went up to this dude's house and basically it was just for a hookup. And I was like, I was very feeling, feeling very reckless. And I had never done this in my life. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this thing. I show up to this dude's house and I was terrible. Like I told Joel about this months later, cause I was just processing it for so long, but I show up to his house, we go up to his bedroom and he straps me to the bed. Like with, he had like full on wrist straps, tied me down. He pulled out all of these Freaking toys like spanks me with this. I don't know, whip. He had all kinds of devices. He was doing all kinds of shit. And I was like, first, I was thinking, he's going to murder me. Cause I, I mean, this was so new to me and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to murder me. I was kind of terrified, but then I was like, maybe I just go with it. Maybe I, so I remember the whole time thinking, I wasn't sure if I loved it or if I was terrified the whole time or if it was just a little bit of both. Cause I'm like, should I go with this? Is this okay? Um, and, that was like my, Did you first- have a
1: consent? I'm curious. Did you ever, because like in the kink community, like consent is a really big thing. Now I wouldn't classify you at the time being in the kink community, but I mean that <laughs> like, obviously you were having sort of like BDSM things done to you. Yeah. Was there ever a conversation of like, is this okay? Or like anything like that? Or it was just well, like, Hey, we're fucking. And like, this is the way I do it.
0: Uh, it was kind of the way to do it, but he did at one point he was whipping me and he's told me to give him a number from one to 10. Like how bad it hurt. And so, and I was like, what? He was like one to 10. And I was like, I don't know what he's fucking talking about. Like, this is so new to me. But I remember saying, like, it's a four or something. So I think he was trying to gauge and make sure he wasn't really hurting me. And that's mm-hmm. when I felt a little bit like, okay, this is maybe he's not going to murder me.
1: That <laughs> wasn't sure. I know, dude. Drop a, you know what? You should have dropped a pen, though. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, this yeah. bitch went to this date. No one knew you were there. No, you didn't tell me. No. Nope. No one knew I was there. One time literally out was tied up. Dude. You guys, you went to like camping, and I was like, okay, yes, drop me a pen. Yes. When you guys get there, <laughs> I did. So I did. like you're not murdered.
0: <laughs> but so this whole this whole thing happened and it was an experience that I didn't even know existed. So I, I really think a lot of us maybe just don't have experience. And it is like, where how do you start? Because I literally was thinking, how did he get into this? I I had so many questions while it was happening, while we were doing it, while he's like while he's asking me what number. I'm like, where did who taught you how to do this? Mm-hmm. So I think um, it is an interesting thing when you do want to spice things up, but you're like, I don't even know what spicier means. I like you come mm-hmm. up with the idea. Like you come up well, with the ideas, though.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess one place to start, and like this is kind of like a, a you know question that can be maybe a little bit hard or vulnerable to ask your partner is you ask them what their porn search is. I mean, yeah. like you know, I mean, like everyone has something, right? Everyone has like what well, it's not. Maybe it's not a fetish. Like I've dated, I dated a guy, in the, and I did in the past. He was like. I really love seeing real couples make love. Like that was his thing. He just like, that was like the thing that like really excited him and aroused him was he was like, so that was his porn search term, like Mm. real couples making love. So, you know, I mean, that's sweet, you know, and, and that's what we did when we were together (laughs) i I remember one of the guys that
0: i had asked and we talked about this you didn't tell tell on the podcast though (laughs) what do you search and he said first off he says he goes to yahoo search which i died because i'm like who (laughs) the fuck uses yahoo search
1: he's a little bit older gentlemen and he searched (laughs) milf i can't even say it he searched
0: milf panties (laughs) wear any underwear first of all so
1: I was like okay you're milf, like first of all yeah I'm not a milf, milf and I also am not milf wearing panties. panties
0: and I'm like what do you find if you're looking on yahoo for milf panties is this like these <laughs> 70s ladies with giant bush and I don't know I just had so many more questions I know after. but
1: at the were... same
0: time I was like that's really cute and kind of innocent like it's not like hardcore gangbang like right. I don't know like shit milf panties okay I think I can handle that
1: I'm like, I guess I better buy some underwear. I think everyone has like a little, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a fetish, but everyone has a fantasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe we can actually link. So I don't know. This must've been like a year or two ago. I sent you, remember I sent you like a kink quiz. Yeah. So, and I sent it to like, I sent it to like 10, like 10 of my best friends. i like, take this and tell me your results. Like screenshot results and tell you, just like curious yep. about it. And it kind of categorizes all of these things that you don't really consider to be like, you're like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know if I would be in, into voyeurism, for example, yeah. or exhibitionism or, um, you know, vanilla sex or switch sex and stuff like that. So that's a one good way. And I've done that with Keith where I was like, take this quiz and then let's see, because like, sometimes it can be hard to say the words, you know, it can mm-hmm. be hard to say, like, I want to be dominated or it can say, I want to, you know, I want to play with toys or I, you know, I want to be choked or like, sometimes it can be a little bit hard, especially if you maybe didn't establish a relationship like that, you know, and you're kind of like, we're both vanilla, but also like, what else is there? Because I think everyone sort of has something that might be a little bit on the periphery um, Mm. that they're curious about. So I think you could start with that like and, and do it yourself first. And Then be like, I, w- I want to see your results. Like, send me your results. And then I did that with Keith. And it actually like gave me a lot of insight that I didn't know that I maybe I wouldn't even know to ask. Yeah. So we we'll, maybe we can link that um in the show notes with <laughs> Courtney or def- like the sex, talk, the sec- the kink um quiz. But it's I like found it really quiz. interesting because you know, actually I'm trying, I don't remember. I do I do remember what Keith is, I'm not gonna tell on the podcast. Um, but mine were all around like uh like passive submission, um, mm-hmm. exhibitionism, like stuff like that. Like, so you know, I mean, it also like would just give you insight into yourself too. Yeah. So I think that's an easy way to sort of neutral way to maybe start that conversation. And then I think it grows over time. You know, I think you're if you first start dating someone, unless they're like clearly very extroverted about their sexual preferences, most people are not. So if you've been dating for a year or two or maybe you know even longer, you know, you might have to start slow with those conversations. Mm we talked about this in other episodes, or maybe like right after sex is a good time where you're sort of like both feeling really just connected emotionally. It might feel a little safer, like pillow talk to just kind of be like, you know, what's like, what's one fantasy that you have, or like, what's something that we've never done that you might be curious to think about instead of being like, oh yeah, I'm a hardcore, like, I want to spank you with the, you know, fucking flogger. You'd be like, oh, like, I don't know, like, Maybe we could play yeah. with like a toy sometime, you know, and like something like that. And then just get like one of those, like start with a, I don't know if it's like a, like a toy, like a vibrator or something, start with something that's like a little bit, not like this huge fucking dildo, like just get like a little, you know, like something cute to like start with. Yeah then over time you can kind of like maybe gets a little bit more hardcore, but I don't, I think it's sometimes hard to just jump to the hardcore stuff.
0: For sure. For sure. Like you just jump into a bag of whips and chains and, but well, they, they do sell, sell
1: those on Amazon. Like, wasn't it like a friend of ours was like, Oh, I got like a, like a, like a yeah. BDSM like kit. kit on Amazon. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. we we'll link that too.
0: <laughs> we'll link yeah. the BDSM kit. Hey, besties. We want to let you know about the happiness diet. The happiness diet is a program created just for people like you, people who want to be more confident, have more compassion for yourself, get some clarity around your purpose and have some more belief in yourself. If you find yourself struggling, stuck, just in a weird spot or transition in your life, Jill and I created this program just for you. Uh, go over to the It is a life-changing program. There's so much content in here. I, we should, we should charge triple quadruple amount for it, but we want you to have it. We want to help you get out of your own way. So check it out right now, the dot There is, there's, so there's classes. So there was a guy I dated um who tied me up and he there was like these special knots and i was like how so afterwards i was kind of like how the hell did sailor. you win? he was like i took a class to like learn knot tying basically to tie people up and i was like okay cuz it was like there was a very complicated way that i was that was tied murderer. up yeah He's another one you know. Um, I had a couple interesting. So when I was
1: single, I learned well, so you, tell, you don't need to say his first name, but we did have a nickname for him. Bag of tricks. Because he like brought like a fucking like suitcase. Like,
0: oh god, <laughs> yeah. This guy we place. call we called him Bag of Tricks, and he literally brought a bag of probably the Amazon kit and just tied up and had a ball he gag a ball in gag, my mouth. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. all kinds of things, and I was tied up like a fucking turkey.
1: <laughs> you know what you can also do? You could also say something like, I don't know, maybe you had like a dream, right? You could even just say like, you know, I had this like dream, and like we were doing, I don't know, like what someone like what what someone's like what their version of like what Caroline's saying about like. What's I don't spicy. know. Maybe they like don't do doggy or something, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, oh, like I had this, I just like had this dream and I loved it. And we were like, you were like behind me. And you know, what I mean? you don't need to be like, you're mm-hmm. fucking me, doggy. You can just say like, you were behind me and it was like so hot, like something like that, where mm-hmm. you don't have to like, you know what I mean? You can kind of like, mm-hmm. they get the gist. So yep. I think you could, I don't know, say you had a dream or a fantasy or like, I don't know, you could say, I don't know if he's away or he's, whatever you can say, oh, I like thought about you last night or I don't know, just like something to like break the ice to maybe just talk about that stuff. And I would say he probably does have something he does want to do, but maybe he just doesn't feel safe sharing that. Not because you haven't been safe, but because maybe historically haven't had that conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think in my experience, everyone has something that they- that they would like to try, but it's hard to bring up with someone who you, like, I think it's easier sometimes with hookup because you don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it's like one night stand or like someone I'm just like hooking up with. So you don't really care what they think of you really. Mm -hmm. I can like say my like deepest, darkest fantasy because what the fuck, I'm probably not going to date this person. But when you really love somebody
0: Mm -hmm. and you're building
1: a life together, I know that sounds counterintuitive. Like, isn't that the person you should be sharing all of your like secrets with? But I think sometimes it's easy to just... Share because you just don't care. But then, but when you really love someone and you really care about how they see you and you're more invested, sometimes it can be a little bit harder to bring stuff up.
0: Yeah, it's super vulnerable. This
1: kind of stuff can be really, really vulnerable. right. Where if it's a one night stand, it's just like, yeah, fucking you know, choke me. <laughs> <It's> funny, me,
0: <laughs> And it is and interesting like, Bye, later. Well, you know, she brought up the thing of she said, like, we should be spicier. And he's like, I think we are spicy. And I would have said that in my marriage. And I think we did enough. And I don't think he said that, but it's like, what if you already think maybe you're already kind of at the edge of doing things that you think are so like for, for in our marriage, we mostly did things like, like dressed up or kind of did some role play stuff. We didn't really do anything with toys and mm-hmm. tying up or anything like that, but maybe that's what he wanted. And I'm like, I think we are. Cause I'm like wearing an outfit for you and I'm calling you daddy or something. Like, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes are, we just really don't know. I, I don't, a lot of people just don't watch porn or they don't have any other ideas. And they're just before that experience getting tied up, I didn't know that whole kind of life existed. I didn't know a lot about the BDSM community and all of the things I was like, Whoa, this was my, like my head exploding going, Holy shit. Where did, how did he even know this? And what, where did he learn this from? And the, the not tying and all of that stuff. I was like, I didn't even know these things were a possibility for sex. (laughs) So, you know, maybe you guys just do like, take the test and maybe there are some little things on there. Like, Hey, have you thought about this? Or maybe we can try something else. I don't know. Or you go to like a sex store together and kind of wander around and be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this thing. Like, would you ever want to put one of these on or have me wear one or I don't know.
1: Um, I actually bought these cards on Amazon. I already told—I told you about. It. There's like a fifty. It's like fifty-two card deck, uh-huh. um, and every card has a question, and they're like fun relationship questions. They're not like you know, they're not like icebreaker questions they are actually like stuff that you would want to know about your partner. And Keith and I do them sometimes mostly when I initiate, but um, it'll be stuff like little things, like not super um, what's the word, like not super vulnerable, but it'll be like, you know, I don't know, like where's your favorite place for me to touch your, on, on your body or something like mm-hmm. that? It was like these small, but like just stuff that you like didn't know that you wanted to know about. Yeah. So maybe you can link those two. I got them on Amazon. I actually bought them for like a couple of my uh, I actually had some for you guys, but I forgot to give them to you at Christmas. Um, but they're fun, they're like not super, like super sexual, like they're not all like that. They're like yeah. a lot more about like the relationship and stuff like that, but there are some that are that like kind of veer into your sex life. And I think that could be an easy way. Cause then you can blame it on the card. You know what I mean? It's not you coming up with the question, the mm-hmm. idea it's like, Oh, this card just, oops, this card just asked that question. Like, and all of a sudden it just feels a little safer. Um, I don't know, Which, like I'm, I'm a big fan and I think you are too, of like relationships need watering, you know? So I think asking your partner to do stuff like that with you sometimes, you know, like it's like mowing the lawn. You have to you have to talk about the relationship at times. I think sometimes people think like, especially if you've been with someone a long time, you just assume that you're good. And I think if there's anything my marriage taught me, it's that, you know, don't assume that no news is good news. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think you need to tend to it. I think you need to talk about the relationship and he talks about, you check in with what people want and what they need and all that kind of stuff. And if you have something like a book or a quiz or cards, like it, then it just feels like, oh, it's the, it's the thing. It's not me asking the question, which can feel kind of vulnerable.
0: Yeah. So I was watching, um, this, Series called Billions, and have you seen Billions? Yeah. Okay. So Wendy is the like counselor, whatever of the this hedge fund guy. Anyway, her and her husband have an interesting sexual relationship. She's very she has this dominatrix kind of thing. She puts on a she puts on like black and has a whip, and she's like call me mistress and degrades him and all of this stuff. So last night's episode, she starts to like want to hook up with her husband, and she's like he's on top of her and they're just making out and, and he goes, let me get the, uh, let's get the box. And she's like, no, I'm liking how this is going. And she just wanted to have like normal sex or maybe even have him on top of her. And then it shows the next scene where like the whips are all out. He's passed out and she's just sitting in the corner looking like bummed. yeah And it's like this this scene where it's almost like she wants to be dominated now, but she, it's like, she's so tired of, she's always being the one who's dominating and whipping him and telling him, and she wants a switch. And so she goes to like this sex person that they go to. And the lady was like, you can't always switch someone's arousal template. Yeah. So like, yep. cause she was like, how do I get my husband to do this to me? And so she left just feeling, and I don't know where this, the series is going to go. Cause that was the last episode I watched last night, but um, it's an interesting thing. I, and I don't know if these are, um, like deal breakers or things, but sometimes mm-hmm. there's people, there's, uh, things that maybe your partner wants that you just do. Cause it doesn't get you off, but you know, it helps get them off. Right. But it has to, I don't know. I'm like, how do you, what if it's something you just really don't like doing? What if mm-hmm. they like, some, like maybe it's something, I don't know, like they want to dress up like a baby and be, mm-hmm. and call you mommy. And you're just like, this is not a turn on to me. Is that a deal breaker or do you just like go, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think it can be, especially if you're, you know, you're with someone who like you personally like to be like dominated and they like don't, or like, that's not there. They're more like passive, you know, it's like, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you navigate that. I think if it's, and that's the thing with kink, it's so hard because I don't think anyone should be shamed or feel ashamed of what, gets them off or like what they like. And they're like, you know, deepest, darkest moments where they're just like, yeah, I like want to dress up like a baby and I, or I want to like, I get off by like, you know, kissing or licking your feet or whatever, you know, it's like, there is something I, so I hate for people to, but it might be a deal breaker where you're like, that just doesn't Mm -hmm. do it for me. I think it's, and I think that's okay. Like sex is such a huge part of any relationship that like, yeah, if you can't come to somewhat of an agreement, Where you say, yep, I I realize that that's your arousal template. I don't know that I can do that. I can try it and we can see, but I don't know that I'm going to want to do that every time. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I'm even going to want to do that once a month, you know, so I don't know. Let's talk about this. Do you need to get this somewhere else? Do you need Mm -hmm. to find someone who can facilitate this for you? Is this a deal breaker for you? Like if we just have regular sex and you know, there's never this like mommy, daddy interaction. Cause mm-hmm. that just is really uncomfortable for me. Then is that a deal breaker for you? You know, or do you, can you just watch porn and get off on your own? And like, that's fine. And you know what I mean? So I think you have to have that conversation. And it's hard because well, I think for many of us, especially if you grew up like in a, a religious household, there's so much taboo mm-hmm. around sex and what's okay to say and what's okay to share. And you know, so I think it comes down to like how comfortable are you just even having tough conversation with your with your partner? I think if you're used to having tough conversation with your partner, you have that level of communication with them. This is just like another tough conversation to have. Um, but I think if you if the person you're dating has a lot of shame around sex or grew up in a very religious household or mm-hmm something like that. Like, I don't know. I hate to see anyone feel like they can't get their true desires fulfilled, but you might not be able to get it fulfilled by the person you're with, you know? So is it a deal breaker? I don't know. It could be. And I think it's okay if it is too, by the way, like, you know, I think sometimes we're like, well, let's make it work. Everything else in our relationship is great. And yeah, maybe then you decide to do that, but there needs to be a conversation about like, where does that sexual outlet have to happen? Does that happen with an open relationship? Does that happen with... Porn, does it happen with, you know, like, I don't, I just think the idea of like tamping down Mm -hmm. something that you really want, like, I don't, I'm trying, I don't want to give too many examples, but, um, yeah, I think you have to have that conversation and it could be a deal breaker. I think, I think it could be too. I think it's also important to, um, like when you have these
0: conversations, especially about fantasies. To also know that not every fantasy, like for me, I have certain fantasies that in reality wouldn't, I wouldn't want reality. Right. So for example, uh, I've had like a three-way fantasy, but in reality, I don't want to have a three-way with my partner, you know? So there are certain things where I'm like, yeah, that's great in my brain. And it's maybe something that I can get off on the idea of, but the reality of would probably change the dynamic so much that I wouldn't really want it to happen. So let's say your partner is like, yeah, I have these fantasies about a three-way. You don't have to suddenly be like, oh my God, now I have to bring out another woman in the relationship, or I have to bring another man in the relationship, or now we're, you know, we have this weird thing. It's like, maybe they have the fantasy of a three-way, but the reality of a three-way isn't there. So it's like, you can have the idea of it, but never actually do it. And it's okay. And you're, you can live your whole life and your whole relationship without actually ever, um, working on that fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that's a big one. I think it's a big one. A lot of people have three-way fantasies, but they're like reality wise. I would never step outside and bring a third person into it. I wouldn't, I think it would change things too much. I think that it wouldn't make things better. It, it's better in my head than, than the the reality of the fantasy. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is, but you know, I think definitely you need to have a conversation about it. I don't think the idea of like just tamping down, especially it sounds like this, the Caroline does not like, it's not like it's these huge, big scary things it's like a, just a little bit spicier. Mm-hmm. And then do your own research. I think you know especially as women like 30s, 40s like it's not I don't know it's like okay to to say what you like and maybe even start to explore a little bit more. I think the quiz will be helpful for people.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I think one last thing is because we're talking about this on the podcast and we're talking about spicy things and we're you know talking about being spicier and maybe people bragging about their sex life or how great it is it's the idea that maybe people have it better than they do. It's like the whole Instagram versus reality. And so maybe you think that something's missing or you think that somebody's sex life is better. And, and it's really not as, it's not as like amazing as you think because they're just trying to make it sound better. So I don't know. I think sometimes it's really important to recognize that it's still Instagram versus reality. So you might hear these conversations of people doing things and it's not as as, so amazing or crazy or whatever as you're building up in your head. I think people can create a lot of stories about how their relationships don't add up to other people's or they're not having as much sex as someone else, or they're not as in love as someone else because they're not doing the things that some other couple is doing. And it's not always, that's not always the case. There Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. always perception and how people describe things and Hey, people exaggerate, they exaggerate their relationships, they exaggerate the truth. They want to make themselves sound better than they do. So Hey, maybe you're actually fine. And you think something's missing and it's not, you just think it's missing because you're hearing other people talk
1: about it and mm-hmm.
0: you're actually yeah, cool. You're good.
1: You're good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for asking this question. I think this is a fun conversation. Um, we love when you guys DM us and just ask, you know, just even if there's something you want us to riff on or something that you hear in another episode that you have a follow-up question for, um, just when uh, we'd love you guys DM us at the best life podcast on Instagram. And if you guys are liking our recent episodes, please go ahead and leave us a review. We absolutely uh, love when you guys do that. And we just, we are going to start maybe reading them out on, on, on the episodes too. I keep, we keep forgetting, but uh, we definitely love to feature you guys. And thank you again. All right. See you on the next one. All right. Bye guys. Bye.